Are you ready to go offside? Because it's Offside Hockey Talk with your host, James Roberts. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's James back with another Halifax Thunderbirds exclusive interview with Mike Burke. Hey, and the Halifax Thunderbirds themselves not doing too bad in their inaugural season. They are 5-0 and right now, sitting undefeated in the league. And this weekend, they square up against the 2-3 and Calgary Roughnecks on the road, who are winless at home. So you know it's going to be a tough battle for the Halifax Thunderbirds to keep that perfect streak alive. But I believe that they can do it. This weekend, they will be in tight, because you know Calgary is going to want to give something to their fans and get a victory on the board at home. So this weekend, let's see what happens. But today we get to sit down with Mike Burke and talk about his time with the Thunderbirds and everything that's gone on so far in the inaugural season. I hope you guys enjoy this. All right, so as I said off the hop, we are sitting down with Mike Burke of the Thunderbirds today. Drafted third, drafted in the third round, 28th overall by Edmonton in 2012. What was that experience like? I know when we talked to Jake, he was getting the jitters, wanted to know where he's going to go. And, you know, getting drafted is always an exciting thing. So what was your experience like there, Mike? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was a bit of a different experience for myself because, uh, um, t- to be honest, we had projections of maybe going a l- little bit higher than uh, it ended up happening. So I actually attended the draft and, um, you know, sitting there for a while just waiting for your, your name to be called. Um, it was a little nerve-wracking, um, but when it happened... Um, Going to Edmonton, uh, they're a great organization uh, under Keenan. Um, so I was happy to do that. I was with uh, Mark Matthews, Adrian Cerchetti, and uh, um, Curtis Knight as well. So great draft class, and uh, ended up making the team. Even uh, though it was a later draft pick, ended up making the team in the first year. So um, overall, once it happened, it was a great experience. But leading up to that, a little nerve wracking, um, you know, sitting there and uh, and just waiting for for it to uh, your name to be called well it's always a neat experience you know you listen to the guys who get drafted whether whether it be on day one or whether it be just you know getting the phone call you know you see all the different reactions you know you even through the nfl nhl all the way through different leagues um you know when you're you finally found out you're going to edmonton you know like you said great organization it's awesome what is the first thoughts you know once you're drafted you know what is the first thing that goes through your head about going to the team and do you instantly start researching who's on the squad, um, you know, who you're going to be playing against, where you'd fit in, you know, what can you do to, to get yourself prepared? What was your, what's the first thoughts of a guy there? Yeah, obviously the first thoughts is you go through, who did they have on the right side uh, <laughs> last year? And, uh, you know, what shot do I have of, of cracking that squad? So, you know, selfless, selflessly, you're always looking at, um, you know, who's in your position. And then beyond that, um, you're just preparing for um that draft and and you know obviously you're you're trying to break in the league so a lot of times your your body's not as mature as some of the guys in there so you know you got to work on on that leading up and then the, just the excitement and the nervousness of of heading to camp so yeah immediately i mean i think everybody would say the same thing you you look at uh, who's in your position and, and what kind of chance you have to crack the lineup well you speak of camp and something that happened this summer that was kind of funny was, um, you know, Paul Bissonnette, you know, in the Vancouver team. Um, I'm wondering what your thoughts were on that. A lot of people seem to really like it and really get well-received, well obviously, with the Spit and Chicklets podcast and everything like that, kind of getting on the up and up. I wonder what your thoughts were on uh, Biz Nasty trying it out and realizing it's not as easy as it looks. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
I thought uh, that kind of outside the box thinking is what's going to help uh, grow this game. And uh, uh, you know, I I enjoyed it. I wish um, you know that they put out that video and and it was funny. But I wish I saw some more um, video evidence of him actually participating in uh, in full on drills um, to see what that was like. So the overall experience I thought was good, and uh, I think the um, the audience enjoyed it, um, and the reception was was really. Uh, taken really well but uh you know i wanted to see him participate in the, in your drills at full speed that would have been uh, interesting but listening to him even on the broadcast there their last game i thought he did a fantastic job and uh you know creating buzz um for people who aren't familiar with the sport uh i know his podcast has a wide reach so having somebody like that be an ambassador uh not only for the team but for the league itself um i think is, is only a great positive no, it's the exact same way that I felt about it. You know, anytime you can get eyeballs or you know, even ears listening just to, to start to grow the game, it's wicked. I mean, coming out to here to Halifax, you had to be excited with the, the fan response and just the way the uh, the arena is bumping every single time you guys are here. I'm wondering, coming to town from Rochester, what did you think when you first stepped in and the noise and the fans and the reaction, just everything going on in the city around the Thunderbirds? Yeah, I mean, you can... Uh kind of get a sense of how, how it's going to be through you know the social media response leading up to even our camp or our exhibition game we had and uh you know just hearing i had a few buddies out there through work um that you know they were talking about it uh, i actually played a couple tournaments or a tournament with the uh the privateers um from uh, you know halifax or nova scotia there so i knew some of the buddies uh who played lacrosse out there and and you know they were kind of uh dropping hints that it seemed like there was a lot of excitement so uh we you know that as players uh leading up to that that gets us um you know excited and our juices flowing as well knowing that we're going to step into a situation where uh the market's hungry for uh, you know another prof- professional team and uh uh are interested in the sport um so you know it's been it's been fantastic i mean um our home record speaks for itself and that's a lot to do uh with the fans and feeling welcome um, and the arena, everybody's uh, so nice and welcoming. Like even our first camp there, we got welcomed by the arena staff and the, the event staff. Um, just little things like that, um, you know, kind of set the tone for our team. And uh, and we feel like we're a sense of community in the locker room. But uh, that extends to our fans and uh, all the staff as well. So, you know, that I think that helps contribute to, to how we started this year. Definitely. Well, the question I got to ask is, Last year, Rochester, you start to hear the rumblings that you're going to be moving. Um, what were your initial thoughts? Were, were there other places that you thought the team might go? And then when you found out it was Halifax, what was the first thing you uh, you picked up on? Yeah, I mean, we uh, we knew it was going to be a good market playing in Canada. We were excited for the Halifax part. Now, it's a weird dynamic because, uh, you know, as a player, um, we kind of, you know, we, we seem to think – um, what's right in front of us at the moment. Um, you know, we were trying to build a culture in the team uh, around the trade deadline. We kind of turned over the leadership group to uh, some of the younger guys on the team, and uh, that showed um, in our record near the end of last year. So, you know, when you're going to the rink every, uh, you know, every weekend or for practices, we're thinking about what's happening, um, you know, that upcoming game, who we're playing against, trying to keep the momentum going. Um so for me personally, uh, we didn't, you know, 
I can't think of too many times last year where I was thinking too far ahead of what was coming the, the following year. I wanted to uh, kind of continue last year playing uh, playing well, so I would have the opportunity to come with the team to Halifax. So, you know, once the season ended, uh, that's when our kind of, you know, your mindset turns to, okay, um, what's going to be the market like, you know, what's going to be the reception. But, you know, throughout last year, we're, we're just worried about uh, winning games, to be honest. No, that's uh, that's the right mindset. Obviously, focus on what's in front of you. You, you can't control anything else, really, except for the day-to-day. So, no, that's the right way to be. Um, I'm wondering, I talked to Colton about this. There are some guys that want to stay put in Rochester. What made you want to make the uh, the, the pilgrimage, so to speak, over to, uh, to Halifax? Yeah, I mean, for some of those guys who have been here, like uh, Jameson uh, and Keel, they've won championships. They've, it's the only For Jameson, it's the only team he's ever... Uh, played on so I can I can understand um, uh, you know their feelings of leaving Rochester would be be mixed but for myself um, I had that one year last year and uh, for me it was the organization um, as a whole leaving felt that made me feel comfortable right uh, we we're familiar with Akersia and our coaching staff Billy D as well as you know our president and then Kurt uh, Styers as well knowing that you know we we're kind of moving as a as a group um, I didn't really have any reservations about about leaving you know that was kind of the way it was I ended up being protected so I really you know there was n- nothing on my end that uh, um, wasn't a positive in, in heading to a, a new opportunity um, so yeah no I mean Halifax has definitely embraced the Thunderbirds so the opportunity for you guys to come here is amazing. This is a sports rabid town, as you're probably starting to catch on to. Um, I'm wondering, with guys in the NNL, NL, oh, I can't speak today, guys, NLL, um, you know, balancing a pro career and working full-time can be definitely hard. It's talking to Colton about that as well. Jake, I'm wondering uh, for your thoughts, is it difficult to do that, uh, you know, pro career work balance, or do you find a stride, and is everybody pretty accommodating on that? Yeah, to, to me it's funny. I was talking about this. Uh, we had some work meetings up north uh, this week, and some good guys on, uh, you know, our sales team were asking me about that similar question. And, and for me, um, you know, I'm concentrated um, on my job uh, Monday to Friday. We have uh, Wednesday night practices, but when I head to the uh, airport Friday afternoons, I mean, it's nice to kind of shut off um, the stresses of your everyday work, and uh, it doesn't feel like work when you're heading out. Um, you know, with a plane full of some of your best friends, um, heading to a different city um, to kind of get to play a sport that, that you've played your whole life and love. To me, it's, uh, um, that's how I think about it. I think about it as a privilege and, a, you know, a fantastic opportunity to um, travel every weekend with a great group of guys um, and get to compete, um, you know, at the highest level of your sport um, and then be home Sunday with hopefully with enough time to get, uh, you know, some rest and, start all over again Monday so um, I embrace it Um, that's kind of what's kept me going and uh, that's how I deal with it no that's a a wicked answer and I'm I'm always intrigued to find this stuff out because I mean for myself working a full-time job I couldn't imagine having you know a pro career on top and you know just just all the extras that go into it but the way you explain it you know kind of getting to shut off and enjoy the weekend and enjoy the you know, playing with all your friends and, and just enjoying everything about it. That's a, it's an awesome way to put it. And a lot of people I know want to know that because some people don't understand that just because you're on a pro team, 
you know, it doesn't necessarily mean you're making, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars to play lacrosse. And, you know, new fans coming on definitely would like to hear that and, you know, obviously latch on and hopefully hopefully Halifax sticks around. I mean, I'm wondering what your thoughts are for, for the, the market here. Obviously, the fans are rabid. Do you see it sticking the way that it is, or will there be a petering off period or a cool period? Um, well, you know, from what we see right now, um, you know, it's kind of growing each each game. Uh, I know around Christmas time, there uh, the Rochester game. It's understandable, schools out, and uh, the weather wasn't that great. But uh, so that's uh, no fault of anybody's there. But since then, the the games have have been louder and, and more people showing up and when we're signing autographs after we're seeing a lot of the same you know same people coming which which is great it means that they're invested and uh you know we're getting that repeat customer so to speak um and this can only help the grassroots level of lacrosse as well um uh, there's a lot of hockey players that we see the young kids uh coming with their their hockey jackets or sweatshirts um you know i played both growing up so the more people that we can convert uh, to lacrosse as well um, and as a summer sport, some to take a break of all the, you know, sort of stresses that go along with minor hockey. Um, I think that's going to help create, uh, you know, a fan base and a lacrosse culture um, in the Nova Scotia and the maritime community. Um, and hopefully that will translate into, you know, continued success in terms of, uh, you know, attendance and just overall impact uh, of the team. So, you know, you always want to think positively. So, I have uh, no doubts that this team will be successful for a long time. I know Kurt um, has been through this uh, with the, the Nighthawks, knows how to run a team, knows what it takes to uh, you know sell tickets and create a buzz. Um, and I think he's got the right people, um, you know, in the right positions uh, in the office and the coaching staff and ticket sales and everything to to really make this work. No, the buzz, like I keep saying, the buzz around the team is amazing, and obviously, you know. Having the, the, the packed rink is wicked, and all the fans just keep coming out. But winning is the, the thing that I think excites most people. And to latch on to a team in their inaugural season, being 5-0, and oh, you know, and, and keeping that O oh is, you know, not, a, not hugely important for the entire season. But, I mean, it's something that creates a storyline and everybody gets behind. Because everybody that I talk to, even people who haven't gone to a game yet, they say, oh, yeah, that's that undefeated new team that's in town, isn't it? So, I mean, that's something that everybody already knows because it's a talking point. For you guys, is keeping, you know, the undefeated streak a huge thing, or is it something that if it happens, it's great, but if it doesn't, it doesn't matter? Yeah. Uh, in the locker room, I mean, uh, i got to be honest when we say we don't really, you know, our pregame speeches or kind of our overall message is never about, um, you know, keeping that, that zero because this is kind of uncharted territory for uh, for a lot of people on our team some guys who've been playing their whole um, careers uh, in the nll haven't started five and oh um you know we understand that you know even though it is a short season of 18 games it's still a long season there's still going to be some bumps in the road so for us as long as we're building um each game and getting better um you know somewhere along the line there's going to be a stumble here, but as long as it's, you know, we, we've given our best effort and we keep growing each game, um, you know, the record, it's, will will kind of speak for itself at the end of the year. we still feel like we're five and zero, but we still got a lot to, uh, to learn. And, uh, we want to peak at the right time, right? You don't want to, uh, you know, hit your best stride early or middle of the season. You want to keep building towards uh, the end of the season. And with, uh, you know, one or two game playoffs, it's, um, you know, 
it's important that you're hitting your your best stride near the end of the year. So, um, but personally, you know, uh, each game uh, we think about it a little bit. I mean, you want to uh, you want to keep winning. You want to keep that that record. And for, for, to be five and zero in this league, it takes a total team effort. I think that's the most exciting part. I mean, if you have a great offense, that that'll last for a few games, but you'll find ways to to if it's not clicking one night, you know, and you don't have a defense to respond, um, you know, it's not uh, a good recipe for success and vice versa. So to be 5-0 and just shows that everything from our goalies to our defense to our offense, we, you know, good teams find ways to win. And so far we've been doing, it, doing that this year. Um, you know, for instance, our last game, right, our D kept us in it that entire game. You know, before that we were scoring 12, 14, you know, goals, um, you know, so we were kind of uh, picking up our end at the at the front door, but we always knew that the the defense is is really the backbone of our team, backbone of any good team. Um, so finding ways to win, I think, is the most exciting part uh, about us so far this year. What would you say that the Thunderbirds need to work on the most to keep you know winning games, obviously, and um, you know to make sure that you're growing like you said to keep growing the team and making sure they're taking the right steps forward i think we need uh for, for offensively um i'm not really going to speak on the defense or the goalie because they've done a, a fantastic job this year and uh um you know i don't know really more what else you can change on that end but for for us we need to be more consistent quarter um quarter by quarter um you know the stuff that we we've learned and our game plan um we get away from it sometimes which is natural. Like for instance, last game, I think we had, you know, eight minutes and penalties in the first half. So, you know, it's tough to, you're playing almost half, you know, a quarter of the first half uh, shorthanded. And then when you get out there, you want to make stuff happen. Um, so that's why how it gets kind of uh, a little out of sync. So for us having that offensive consistency and, uh, um, you know, being able to, to put our goal, uh, you know, target goal of uh, how many we want to score in a quarter, keep that, keep that up. So I think that's the biggest thing that will help us because we know our defense, we know Warren and we know with uh, Jake taking faceoffs, we're going to have a lot of possessions. We're going to be able to stop them five on five. So for us, it's cutting down transition and uh, keeping that uh, offensive consistency for 60 minutes, which we haven't played, you know, that's the, the positive thing is we haven't played a full 60 minutes as an offense yet. And uh, we still have the record that we that we have, so we got to keep. Uh, you know, we got what, thirteen more games left to figure that out. So, well, you're going to be playing Calgary this weekend, a team that's two and three and hasn't won at home. Obviously, you know they're going to want to get a victory for their uh, home fans. Um, going into an environment like that, where a team, I wouldn't say has to win, but really does want to win to get a positive stride at home. What does it feel like going into an atmosphere like that, and what would you have to do to prepare yourself for uh, for a team that's starving for a home win? Well, I think we have to have the mentality that we're going into the defending champions building. They've won three, lost three games by a combined three goals. Um, they have a fantastic goaltender. They're missing some of their key players. Like we have to play this game as the underdog. Like we have to go in and prove something. We're like, you know, we're a team that uh, last year we came on at the end of last year and started playing really well. 
But, you know, they're, like I said, they're the defending champions. We're, we're the underdogs in this game. That's the mentality that we have to go in. We can't, uh, and, and our guys do do that. I got to give them credit. You know, there's there's nobody really boasting in our locker room. We're pretty hungry to just keep going. Nobody's talking about the record. Nobody's, you know, we're just, what's next? What's next? So um, to go into Calgary, I think we've got to go, go in like, um, you know, we have to show up and play our absolute best game to have a chance. Um you know, because these guys are, they don't want to lose. They're well coached. Um, it's going to be a battle, and uh, we're looking forward to it. Do you think right now, where they're winless at home on a two and three record, maybe a little bit of a championship hangover and they'll start to hit stride? Hopefully not with you guys, but that's a team that'll probably catch fire here later on. Absolutely. I mean, you look at their, when I talk about uh, peaking at the right time, you look at how they started last season. I don't know the exact specifics of their record, but it was, uh, they had a losing record for a little while. And they picked it up. Uh, they played us kind of in the last third of the season, and then by that point, they were a, a well-oiled machine. They were, you know, they were uh, um, ready to go. And, and I expect similar from them this year as well. So um, our goal is to hopefully not, you know, let that train start rolling this weekend. Right? We want that <laughs> to happen against another team. Yeah, you can let them tune up a little bit, but make sure the victory comes Halifax's way. I'm wondering for yourself. I asked this to Jake, and I asked this to Colton. Throughout the league, obviously, the Thunderbirds are in their inaugural season, so they don't really have a true rival as of yet. What team do you like playing against that gets your juices going, and what team do you think would be the natural rivals for the Halifax Thunderbirds? Well, coming out of that uh, um, Eastern Division, I know they they made the league into three divisions now, but, I mean, all the, the Rochester guys have battled against Buffalo and uh Toronto I mean that that's those are the two natural rivalries yeah the colors change the cities change but the personnel really has it so I would say those are our two natural um, rivalries definitely would be Toronto and Buffalo I mean um, it's just natural that you know (laughs) that those would be the coming home to Toronto or seeing you know a lot of our guys on our team are from the the greater Toronto area Um, they know everybody on Toronto fairly well uh, we play against each other in the summer, um, like that. Those both those teams would be our our natural rivalries, and they're always good, tough games. We look forward to them. And for yourself, who's your favorite team to go up against? That's not obviously the Halifax Thunderbirds. Um. Well, I mean, I like playing. Uh, I was spent a couple of years in Colorado, um, you know, and uh, didn't work out there in one of the seasons. So I always like going back and playing against them. Um, and then Calgary as well. I mean, I played Colorado for two years, and both years we lost to Calgary in the playoffs. Um, we, you know, would be able to beat them in the regular season, and we just couldn't get it done in the playoffs against them. So, you know, just I've seen them uh, move on too many times at the expense of uh, of our team. So, um, you know, they're a natural rivalry. I like playing against them. And then uh, Saskatchewan as well, you know, the team that uh, drafted me, um, going back to Saskatoon and playing them. Um, there's still some guys from the, my draft class who are still playing there, so it's always good to, uh, to be able to compete against them. Well, speaking of having success, you um, you won the, uh, I might mess this up, at the Bag It Away Cup in 2014, and you took home yes. the MVP award in the AL in 2018. So you have a resume that, resume that screams performer. For every athlete, there's a secret to the success. What is your secret to being who you are and how you do everything. Yeah, I think uh, having a belief uh, in myself, um, you know, at the NLL level, um, I haven't gotten the full shot um, that I have in other leagues. And, um, you know, 
there's been a lot of times where you want to uh, you want to throw in the towel or move on type thing. But uh, um, you know, I spent a couple of years uh, driving a couple hours to go play in uh, the you know the ALL, uh, which would be kind of the the farm league to the NLL. Uh, being one of the older guys on the team, right? It's usually it's the younger guys who are, um, you know, just knocking on the door to the NLL, not guys who have been in the NLL for a few years and then are trying to get back into it. So, you know, just that belief in, in myself that I always had something to prove. I knew that uh, I was always given the chance. I'd have the ability to be able to be a contributor uh, on one of these teams. And um, so I think that's the biggest thing, not getting discouraged, um, you know, it was a, it was a bit, definitely a bunch of, it was a bunch of pride. Um, you know that nobody was really going to tell me that it, um, I couldn't make it until I proved that I did. So I think that's the biggest thing, success-wise, on the floor. You know, um, my game kind of speaks for, speaks for itself. It hasn't really changed in a while. I can, you know, make passes and uh, be unselfish and try and, uh, you know, shoot the ball a little bit. Um, but not giving up um, in, in kind of those tough times um, where it would have been easy to uh, has led me to where I am now. Well, we're definitely happy to have you on the Halifax Thunderbirds. The city loves you guys. And I'm wondering, Mike, what can you tell the city and the fans about what we can expect for the rest of the Thunderbirds season? Uh, it's going to be exciting. I mean, we're we're growing as a group. Um, and, you know, the, I, it's genuinely, the guys really care about each other on this team. They care about the city. They care about performing well for the fans that come. We feed off that energy. I mean, it, it gets us going to – we talk about it after the game. Like, you, uh, our last game there when uh, we kind of went on that run in the fourth quarter, like, hearing the, the crowd, um, you know, it gives us goosebumps. Like, after we score and uh, a few times I've been on the ball team after, you sit there and you look uh, kind of in the crowd and – it really does get the juices flowing. The momentum carries uh, uh, over. So, um, you know, we're going to we're gonna give it our, our best, and uh, we appreciate all the fans coming out and supporting us because it, it does make a huge difference. And, uh, you know, we can hear them, and, and we do feed off of it. Well, we appreciate each and every one of you guys coming to Halifax and playing for the Thunderbirds, and we can't wait to see you guys back home again on the 15th of February. Obviously, this is the best game and is the fastest game on two feet. Mike, I want to thank you very much for taking the time with us today, and I wish the Thunderbirds luck this weekend against Calgary. Pick up another victory and bring her home. All right, well, we appreciate the support of yourself and everybody in Halifax as well. Well, there he is, ladies and gentlemen. That was Mike Burke of the Halifax Thunderbirds talking about his time with the Thunderbirds so far. The season, that is, being 5-0 and and the game this weekend, plus his career and more. Try to bring you one of these each and every week for your Halifax Thunderbirds players. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed it. We will see you next week. 